see you live from Washington, D.C., Artisan Alley, with your host, someone who finally dusted off their Peloton, your friend and mine, Allie Crump. Wow, Joe, thank you so much for calling me out on not riding my bike for a while, but I did, in fact, dust it off. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to Artisan Alley, everyone. This is the show where I give you an all-access pass to your new favorite artist. On today's show, I'm very excited to be joined by Lost Stars. Damien and Charlie were such the sweetest little beans to talk to. Um, their passion and their heart and their everything really shows through their music. Um, so I definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, we discussed their music origin stories in a personal sense, and then also lots about Toby Keith, the Miles Davis Quintet. Um, it will make sense, I promise. Um, we talked a lot about the differences between the Nashville music scene and the Kansas City music scene, where they're from. Um, they gave me kind of the down low of Nashville as a city in general, how there's literally every type of music coming out of there, not just country music. So don't ever knock it till you try it. Um, and then finally, we discussed their rise on TikTok. It was definitely a surprise to them and how much it really meant to them, which was very heartwarming to hear them open up about. And I'm just so excited to give this episode to you guys and give you an all access pass. But before I do, let me break down some recent music news as of May 1st. Miss Hot Girl herself, Meg Thee Stallion, has announced she's taking some time off to regenerate, as she says. Um, she recently released good news at the end of 2020, won some Grammys, hopped on some tracks, I don't know, branched out into fashion campaigns, literally killing the game. Um, so I'm glad that she's taking some time to herself, really just get back into it, get back into that hot girl mentality. Um, and I'm really excited to see this next chapter. And she posted it on Instagram. It was kind of her wearing like an oxygen mask and she was in like a, some type of chamber type situation. Um, anyway, take your time, hot girl. I will be ready living my hot girl summer until then. Next up on the plate is Elon Musk is scheduled to host Saturday Night Live next week um, as you're listening to this the following Saturday, May 8th. And Miley Cyrus is the musical guest. Um, I don't know about you guys. Miley has been piquing my interest in so many ways in the last six to eight months. Um, it, she's just an enigma to me. Um, also, Elon Musk is also... I, I can't wait to see what they do. This Both of them together is just going to be such an interesting combination. Miley has already had six appearances on SNL, so I cannot wait what she's going to do this time. Um, so that episode's airing May 8th. And everybody's favorite ginger, Mr. Ed Sheeran is back in the music news, which hold for the applause. Um, last year in December, he released a single called Everglow. He popped off on TikTok for a second with it, which was like unexpected. Um, in the last couple of years, he's had a baby. He's gotten married, like all of this stuff. Hasn't done any music, but he was spotted filming a music video in London and he's already hinted that there's going to be a new album on the way. So prepare your emotions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I can't wait. I, I physically cannot wait. And every week I like to give you a little bit of music history, music knowledge. Um, as of May 1st, uh, we are celebrating today is Tim McGraw's birthday. Um, so today in music history, Tim McGraw was born. Um, <laughs> is that important for you to know? Probably not. But for me, for me, Tim McGraw was my first concert. We talk about it in this episode about how much, you know, it really, he holds a special place in my heart, as Charlie puts it. Um, so it's funny that his birthday is also the day that this episode is coming out. So, happy birthday, Mr. Tim. 
Lastly, I want to tell you my last five like songs on Spotify to give you a glimpse into what I'm listening to this week. Could get weird, could get funny, but I will say this week is pretty normal. Number one on the list is I Don't Trust Myself with Loving You by John Mayer. Don't ask me why. I've been on a very large Mr. Mayer kick lately. Um, I'll leave it with that. Number two is a song called Surprise Yourself by Jack Garrett. Um, not to give anything away about some recent uh, upcoming episodes, um, but I did interview a band and this was one of their bandmates quick picks for the quick pick game. Um, and I just cannot express the words. He, he said it in the way he explained it. I just was like, I have to check out the song. So I did. And I'm obsessed with it. So shout out to that band that you guys will hear about in a few weeks. Um, number three on the list is Open Season by High Highs. Um, my good friend Sydney sent me a playlist called Rainy Day at Trader Joe's because, I mean, it's a vibe in itself. Um, and she was like, I don't care what, what order you listen to this playlist, but as long as you listen to that song first. Oh boy, she was right. It was such a good song. Um, number four on the list is I'm Not Making Out With You by Surf Curse. I don't know what genre this this Surf Curse is, but I'm digging the Surf Curses. Um, surf Curse is the band name. Let me let me not get it twisted. Um, I just am I, I just imagine myself living a, a laid-back life in California when I listen to this song. Um, and number five is Orioles by Noah Chenfeld. I am obsessed with the song, and I also am an Orioles baseball fan. Um but like, don't get it twisted. I'm not a huge, you know, I like baseball, but, um, if I had to pick a team, it would be the Orioles. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this is such a fun song too. Um, no other rhyme or reason. I just like the song a lot. Um, but those are my last five like songs on Spotify. And let me know if you check any of them out. I definitely recommend all five of them. And lastly, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Artist in Alley. If you like this show, please give us a like, follow, or subscribe on your preferred podcast app. If you feel so inclined, give us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Um, I have a couple people helping me with the podcast that I just am so grateful for. So thank you, Paola. Thank you, Erica. Um, and it, it's just, it just means the world to me if you're listening. Um, all of our links are on the website, Artist in Alley, um, at Artist in Alley, on all social media sites. Um, and without, I will give you this episode. Um, if you like Lost Stars, be sure to stream Here's to Being Single on your favorite streaming site. Um, and if you want to check them out, at Lost Stars Music on Instagram. All right, enjoy the episode. Excited to introduce this band, Kansas City Natives Lost Stars. Is they are taking over the TikTok world by storm. They've shared their creative processes while developing their single "Here's to Being Single." Um, they are truly out of this world. They write about relationships and romance in such a unique way that really hit home. I'm so excited to pick their brain today. Welcome to the show, Charlie and Damian. Hey, hey, Ali. Thank you so much for having us. That was a really nice That's intro. Very <laughs> kind intro. Oh my god, I'm so glad I kind of hit it on the nail there. I was like, out of this world. <laughs> Listen, you got to play the game with the name, you know. <laughs> we are called Lost Stars. We are called Lost Stars. We love galaxies. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, just to kind of open up the conversation, what is the first song you guys listen to today? Uh, Van Morrison. Where it was? What was it? No Religion Today by Van Morrison was mine. Okay, okay. Money. I'm trying to think if I heard a song in between the time of me opening my eyes and being here right now. Uh, well, good morning. <laughs> yeah. What, was, what about last night? 
Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Um, uh, actually, like, I think I heard, um, uh, the song by Taylor Swift. Um, uh, our song is no, 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 no. The, the you are somebody that I don't know. Like my brother sent me a TikTok this morning, and it was like about like uh, people at Christian universities are already getting um, engaged before the first <laughs> class that they take freshman year. In <laughs> <laughs> there, and, and it's like in the part, it's like, damn, it's our only seven a.m. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you should tell yeah. me that TikTok. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, so that those are pretty good, pretty good. Um, what was yours? I because the nature of me getting in the zone for this, I listened to "Here's Being Single" and then the rest of you guys' dis- discography. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's cool. I mean, just saying, just saying. Um, but I also did listen to, um, I like Dermot Kennedy a lot. So he, nice vibey singer songwriter type stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how would you guys define Lost Stars um, aesthetically, musically, um, in that type of way? Um, you know, I think the main focus of this band duo is really just like trying to capture and like represent the full spectrum of like the human experience um in a world where you know like sex partying and romance like are the only kind of music that go out there really and so i mean obviously that's a big part of like life but at the same time there's so much more so what we try to do is like hit all of these real time emotions that we're feeling uh throughout our life put them into song and then you know, put them in the confines of like a, a pop pop song with kind of like a rock tradition underneath it. So it's just like, uh, that's what we're always trying to do. We're yeah. just trying to capture things that are real, you know? We like real. <laughs> and like, I think both of us, both of us grew up on, you know, rock music, but we also grew up on pop music at the same time. So, so we, you know, we, we aim tend to aim for that cool let's let's try to have a little bit of that that cleaner kind of polished sound mm-hmm. but there's just always going to be a natural like we're still rock and en- right exactly we're a band um so there's that that energy that we try to put behind most of what we so do. you probably won't hear like us, us releasing a song like sorry by jay Beebs, you know <laughs> but like you know we kind of like like that energy but it's you know still a band you know there's guitars and there's drums and you know it's like we want the sound to be something that translates to the stage and so when you come see us live it's like a big like almost like pop rock pop punk energy yeah like Like the miles davis quartet (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's it that's (laughs) that's it it. Uh huh. <laughs> how about uh, aesthetically? Like cool, said, nice colors. Said, we like <laughs> colors. Yeah, yeah. That was part yeah. of it. Uh, things that look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that'll uh, do it for anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, kind of thinking about your guys's origin stories. Um. How did you guys both kind of grow up on music? Um. And then get into t- intertwined together, and then to where we are now um from a young age i I, like uh remember kind of like an eclectic kind of musical experience like 
me and my mom was like playing me the beach boys and uh billy joel and the eagles and my dad was playing me anything from like black sabbath to like miles davis and and i remember like when i was younger listening to like a lot of like Backstreet Boys and Cheryl Crow and Shania Twain and like Shaggy and like uh, and yeah. um 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 you can do Smash it. Mouth Smash Mouth <laughs> yeah and I I grew up with uh, John Mellencamp was the first concert I ever went to and that's solid yeah yeah very. Very fortunate to have a little John Mellencamp in my life from an early age. Um, and, you know, car rides with my mom listening to ACDC and back of, back of the car listening to like like blues stuff with my dad, like George Thorogood and John Lee Hooker um, and all that. And I would uh, when I was little, I would always get like one day, one day to play hooky. For, for the school year and most of the times it would have been me going with my dad to see the Kansas City Elvis parade <laughs> um, they had a big like Elvis festival day in downtown Kansas City where they have a whole bunch of Elvis impersonators and all this stuff and so Elvis is the king but then you know as I started getting a little older and more you know adolescent preteen started listening to like a lot of like Green Day and, and the Fray and the Goo Goo Dolls um, and that whole shebang. So, yeah. Yeah, I was, as I was we, getting older, I was listening to like a lot of just more emo, emotional stuff like we all were probably. So it's like I was a huge Linkin Park fan. <laughs> um, I was listening to All American Rejects and Fall Out Boy a lot. I was getting into, you know, stuff like Eminem and rise against and just i guess a bunch of like i guess i like keep all of my emotions like inside me a lot so i guess i was listening to a lot of like people with like really intense messages to say to kind Mm -hmm. of like vicariously live through them i guess yeah (laughs) because like what i'm thinking about is like like the music i make now is like much more chill than like what eminem and lincoln park were doing you know Um, just a little bit but yeah, so I, I started playing piano from like the age of five or six. And then around like middle school, I really fell in love with drums. So I started playing drums. And uh, around eighth grade, I was like s- spending a lot of time sitting at the piano trying to write songs because I just thought that was so cool. I think like I was like filling all of my notebooks with songs. And eventually I decided to like form a rock band. And uh I ended up like writing music for the band, but I played drums and sang background vocals. And my twin brother was actually the lead singer. And at one point we like lost our guitar player and, um, in high school and Charlie, that's where he kind of comes into the story. What, what grade were you in when you started that band? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. was awesome. Yeah. So, so, it's important, I think, to know Damien's was a couple grades ahead of me in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have been a freshman in high school when he was a junior. Um, and yeah, we we met through like the the high school pep band and jazz band stuff. And you know, I'd known, oh wow, these guys they're in they're in the band Evergreen. Oh my gosh! And 
you know, eventually, like, like I remember it was near the end of my, my first semester in high school when Damien and his brother come up to me and they're like, hey, you want to be guitarist in our band? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. The older kids want me to play with them. Yes. Yes. And it was like, it was the And then little yeah. beknownst to him, we were actually a bunch of losers. So it didn't make him any cooler. Oh, it made me so cool. that's so funny i thinking about the concept of i mean i have no musical ability at all that's why i'm not on that side of things um but (laughs) i (laughs) i can't think of computer to make our sounds yeah that's true i I mean yeah i'm (laughs) (laughs) you're fine um but the concept of me making music at eighth grade and i was very similar like i started listening to fallout boy when i was in third grade and like that is not normal for a young you know eight nine year old girl um and you know i got very much into like asking alexandria during that time oh, and like oh, the yeah. band All i would make <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah like complete yeah. different person and the concept of me wanting to make music that would be essentially like that at eighth grade is just a disaster but that's awesome like you guys have really had like history and then being able to kind of bring it to where we are now um because you guys are in nashville correct yeah correct. so uh, around the end of the, like high school days for me i like found out i had self-discovery and ended up deciding that you know moving to nashville was the thing for me and i i thought i was going to go out there and like play drums for like country artists or rock artists or something and and I was out there for two years, and in that time span before Charlie arrives, I kind of fall out of love with the drums and start spending more time songwriting and producing. And then, um, and then, then Charlie kind of comes yeah. back into my life in a bigger way again because we've been a, apart for like two years. Yeah, that was yeah. I remember. When I was, you know, thinking about, oh, what do I want to do end of high school? I, I was planning on just going to, like, not just going, but, like, my, my idea was, okay, cool. After high school, I'll, I'll go to a state school, probably join a frat, get a business degree or something like that. And it was actually, I was, it was talking to Damien, and that was a big thing about it, where it was, well, what do you want to do? And I was like... I don't know. I like playing music. And he's like, okay, we'll come to Nashville and, and do that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that actually <laughs> would be. And, and, you know, on, on top of that, being so fortunate to have supportive parents yes. who, who were like, mm-hmm. well, it's going to be hard work, but if, if that's what you think you got to do, do it. Um, so fortunate to have supportive parents. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful. And then, after high school found myself in Nashville and, you know, going to school and living in a dorm room, literally across the street from Damien's dorm room. And, and you know, that we would, it it would start off with, you know, Damien writing songs. Hey, I I wrote this song for class. Um, I want to, can you come over and play guitar on it? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to. And then me going, Hey, I'm, you know, working on writing this demo. Can I get your ears on it? Can you, and you, and he'd be like, Oh yeah, I think your drums are a little too loud. I, I think, you know, and try maybe changing that kick drum and, and put, you know, and, and we, we just started 
We would go like re- sneak. Ahead, yeah. we, we would go like sneak into the music school late at night and record like their yeah. instruments and stuff. Like piano, <laughs> like the grand night, grand pianos, like freaking like xylophone and like uh, drum kits and yeah. all sorts of things that we could get our hands on. And uh, and and then there's like this pivotal moment for me where like. I'm kind of focusing on songwriting and I'm thinking I'm going to write like songs for other people, maybe like, I don't know, like pop, indie, maybe even country songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I just had like this overwhelming amount of people saying, was like, well, why aren't you trying to pursue an artist's career? And I was kind of like, I don't know, because that sounds like a really stupid idea. <laughs> Why would anyone? Want to be I mean, like, 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 from a very logical standpoint, very <laughs> impractical, and like, it's like I'm already thinking about. I was like, I already left. I just most recently decided I want to focus on songwriting and yeah. producing, which is like already pretty unrealistic and impractical <laughs> thing to do with your life. And it's like, why don't you just go full in for entirely impractical? Just, why not? Yeah. Full so Sunday. eventually, I I get talked into that. I'm like, like, and so I'm kind of like having this moment where it's like for the first time like people are saying like no like you should be out in the front of the stage and you should be singing because for so long i'm behind a drum kit or i'm behind a keyboard off to the side you know so i'm like okay maybe i'll try this thing out and so of course i'm asking charlie to like come do my first couple gigs with me um and and a few other guys that we were friends with at the time and uh it wasn't until maybe like the second or third show we did that it was like the conversation stars like, what if we made a band? And I was like, and I was, and I was like, Can I don't band know. Back together. I was like, yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of responsibility, doesn't it? And maybe I was just like, I, I just was unsure about a lot of things, but you know, push came to shove. I got talked into it more and you know, here we are, you know? Yeah. And it's been a crazy ride from, you know, playing, you know, shows for nobody to playing full sold out shows to like sleeping in the uh, on concrete floors in brooklyn to you know our car breaking down in lebo kansas you know (laughs) the great big city of lebo yeah you know so it's it's been like such an up and down crazy journey but yeah here we are now it, yeah. honestly like the journey is half of it and being able to say that you've overcome a lot of things and been able to you know create this own story for yourselves is amazing in its own and i applaud you guys so much for that and being able to you know we'll get into it in a little bit later but like tiktok is like a whole other like beast mm-hmm. that you guys yeah. have like mm-hmm. kind of killed in a good way um but I'm uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, so the music scene, obviously in Nashville, is kind of mm-hmm. notorious, and obviously for country music. But indie pop is is very much coming out of there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How did that differ from Kansas City? How, is there even a music scene in Kansas City? Like, what does that look like for you guys there, in that yeah, realm? It is. Yeah, there is one. But it in looks Kansas City. very different. Um, I'd say there's like maybe like <clears throat> honestly like three to four kind of genres that are predominant in Kansas city. So obviously we have a lot of like jazz blues tradition there. So you've got a lot of old players that are going around still playing, you know, classic blues, classic jazz and various clubs. And, and, you know, me and Charlie, like we're very fortunate to have a teacher in high school that kind of raised us in that tradition a little bit, because I think us learning blues and jazz in high school, like really helped our musicianship. I think the next 
thing is there's this small pocket of country music. Like there's like this de- like hardcore decent amount of people that were really into country and I never participated in that group. So I remember all my friends like when I told them I was going you to Nashville. You say there's there's like country artists in Kansas City? Yeah. I mean oh. like yeah, I mean down on, down in the Power and Light district there's like several bars where they only hire country I always thought that those were like touring acts that would come through there. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Just people were into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know I know there's a lot of country music fans in Kansas City. Well that's what it's small. Yeah. It's, it's, it's small. <laughs> oh come on. I but apart um, from Green Day, Toby Keith was one of my first CDs as well. Well I remember going I was like but but it but to you know, it was small in the sense of like when I told people I was moving to Nashville, I was like, You're gonna go to Nashville with all those <laughs> Country, country yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah it's gonna be cool but um and then i'd say like there's like a big rock tradition that either goes from like kind of indie alt to like hardcore yeah. like so for example like kansas city actually has the largest one day rock festival in america like every year and it's Rock it's yep, the most creative name in the world yeah it's very they really worked hard on that <laughs> but like like every year you see like, like droves of people coming out to see like corn and disturbed and five metallica and five finger death punch and like uh uh hailstorm the miles davis quartet no the miles davis yeah <laughs> um and like guns and roses and and volbeat and yeah. like all wow. these like 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 creed nickelback kind yeah. of acts puddle of mud like smash all mouth. These, so like <laughs> Like smash mouth. <laughs> smash mouth. Yeah, Smash Mouth really fits in with corn and disturbed and slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so like there's like a huge hard rock scene in Kansas City, which is really interesting. And then the other half of it's kind of like the indie rock, like kind of people that are into stuff like the black keys. And you know, there's th- this band called the Mowgli's that comes from Kansas City that kind of fits into that kind of, you know, yeah. group love kind of, you know. Yeah energy and so they had this alt radio yeah alt yeah. J. they mm-hmm. got this radio station out there uh called 96.5 buzz it's a huge pr- proponent of that kind of music and so they uh they they always had these huge like kind of alt alternative festivals and concerts sad news about the buzz oh they they no longer oh yeah. well yeah. okay now but, we're gonna talk oh, about man. it like it's a part of history so Absolutely. back in the day there was this radio station <laughs> back called in the buzz. day and they were rad. Honestly, like they 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 were known for breaking a lot of artists. Like like I'm I'm pretty like like, uh, like Republic Tigers and a bunch of other people. Alt J. Uh, I think you said Group Love. I'm pretty sure they were. Uh, I mean, one hell, of my favorites, Meg Myers. She's freaking awesome. I, I mean, um, lovely the band. I, yeah. I know that they went over there a few times. But, you know, before you know their huge breakout song was like all over the radio. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I mean, I remember ninety six five the buzz. I remember going to a lot of their shows, like Buzzer Under the Stars and, and and whatnot. And you you know, I'd see like Weezer and uh, the Offspring and Manchester Orchestra and like all sorts of just more like alternative mm-hmm. artists. MGMT, you know, like I saw cool. at a Buzz Beach Ball one year. I saw AWOL Nation and uh, AWOL Nation's one of my favorites too. Andrew McMahon. Um, He's dope. And, uh, Incredible live too. Yeah. Oh my God, Andrew McMahon. Yeah. 
He's a freaking guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like, like stuff. the yeah. Kansas City vibe. So I mean, I like when I think about like the kind of music I was trying to make back in KC, it makes a lot of sense that like I was like everything was really inspired by things like Weezer, you know, uh, Muse. Um, yeah. You're a big Muse fan. Blinkin' Park you know blah 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 like just more like real rock stuff so it was like i think i kind of shocked a lot of my friends when i came out here and i started making like more straight ahead pop music but you know that i've always had that deep love i mean like if you want to know that like pop music has always been a huge part of my life my first concert was actually uh aaron carter <laughs> really <laughs> some aaron's party oh. up in there yep aaron's party <laughs> I think people's concerts are really funny to me because they either were like kind of older as you got into like middle school, high school or like really young. So like my first concert was Tim McGraw and I was six years old and like it was such like an an amazing experience because I had binoculars. It was like the nosebleeds of the nosebleeds. But now I like I I dabble in some country now, but it's not primarily what I listen to by any means. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say like, but like, like, like no matter what, like, like where your music journey goes, I imagine there's always a special place in your heart for Tim McGraw. You got that right. Yeah. Um, That's really interesting. And I also, I think music scenes in different cities are very interesting to kind of look at as well, because, um, you know, by any means, I'm not a musician. We were talking about that. Um, but in D.C., it's um, a lot of hip hop and then a lot of punk. And, you yeah. know, the 930 Club is notorious here for being like the mm-hmm. punk venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up listening primarily to hip hop and like pop punk. Yeah. So like seeing that kind of reflect. And then I when I moved and moved to Florida for college, they have a huge alt scene in Orlando and like Tampa. Um, yeah. So being like, it's really weird how I kind of adjusted with like what was in the scene. Um, and it's yeah. definitely like broadened my horizons in that way. So it's it's interesting to look at. And I didn't know that uh, rock, like real like rock was big in Kansas yeah. in that way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, well, like, I don't know, it, like. When growing up in Kansas City, if there was a hard rock song that had crossover potential, it was always on the radio. So like yeah. we got all of like the like Hinder, Seether, Nickelback, like um, Shine Down, Shine Down, like all those songs. Like we and then you we come like I'd come into other cities and find out like they didn't have like, those songs on the pop radio. Like, but we okay. did. We no <laughs> That's okay. So yeah, but it was weird. Like we we did grow up in a community where like hard rock was cool, <laughs> and, like, and then we came, and then we, uh, you leave that uh, community and find out that a lot of people don't feel that way. <laughs> They're <laughs> so like Nickelback. Kind of what? <laughs> oh man, it's okay. I like my tastes. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I do like your taste, Charlie. Do you like your taste? Sure, sometimes. How about you, Ali? Do you like your music taste? It's questionable sometimes, honestly. I don't like the song that I like. I would like listen to Hobo Johnson. I'm like, do I really like this? I don't want people to know that I like this song. Touche. It's kind of like that whole rant on 303 you did the other day. That's very true. Yeah. I'm curious about this now. I, I was... I put on like my Spotify daily mix or something and actually, no, it wasn't that. I just hit shuffle (laughs) on my liked songs through Spotify and it was in the shower and 
So accessibility once you hit play is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a couple songs into it, Don't Trust Me by 303 comes on and I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, this is interesting. This is interesting to be listening to this right now. Um, and it, it'd come on again a little <laughs> earlier, like in the past week or so before. And I was listening through it and while I was driving and I was like, do I want to hit skip? Do I, this is so weird. This is so, I, I don't know if I can. And then it gets to that weird, like, like that after the second chorus kind of breakdown section. And I'm like, Oh my, this is so freaking trippy. <laughs> and it's like, I realized I was like, this is a song. I was like, if one of my roommates walks by, like if, if Damien came home and, and he just like walks by the door and hears that song just blasting while I'm in the shower, what is he going to think of me? And I got so self-conscious <laughs> about well, you, Okay, you know how like, okay, so there's these songs where if you put them on in a room, everyone's going to be like, yeah, but they're also yeah. at the same time. There's songs that do that, but at the same time, if someone came home and found out you were listening to it alone, it might be weird, right? So it's like if you were listening to WAP by Cardi B alone and someone came in the room, everyone would be like, what the <laughs> like, yeah. like if you turn it on at a party everyone's like yeah everyone's yeah. up yeah so, like, we were kind of talking about like that 303 song kind of fits under that category yeah. with like other stuff like like i don't know like i feel like um uh alf city um mm-hmm. fireflies, fireflies. Like, if i came home and found somebody listening to that, i'd be like hi what's up are you okay or like, or like my humps by a black eyed pea yo that's a jam <laughs> Like, if I came home and somebody was listening to that alone, I'd be like, what the... Yeah. I share a wall with my brother, and sometimes, like, he'll play some stuff, and I'm just like... Yeah. Are you are you well today? <laughs> I am very notorious for going on like binges of songs like that because it's like just a wormhole of like I shouldn't listen to this. I mean, you can't, but like shouldn't listen to this by myself alone in my room, just sitting here like doing work and you know like reading a book. Here's WAP, like <laughs> so it's, it's really funny. <laughs> my uh, yeah, when I was uh, I I was probably eight ish i got my first stereo and i said toby keith one of my one of my first cds i got with that was toby keith's greatest hits number two the very first song on it was how do you like me now and i would come home after school every single day and i would crank the volume up and i would just hit repeat on that and i would listen to it like 10 times in a row just dance around my room like being a rock star and then one day after several weeks of this, probably my sisters open up the door and they just come barging in. They're like, how do you like me now? Like singing it. And, and that is when I learned that sounds travel through walls. Just a little bit. And you can hear what's going on, even if the door is shut outside. Let's do yeah. observation, young yeah. Charlie. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. I'm glad you learned that. Yeah, Yeah, it was a valuable lesson to learn. But Um, I lost where I was. This is this was a fun conversation. (laughs) Kansas City music scene, and and you were asking about it because of the Nashville music scene. Which I guess we can we can go back to Nashville now. Um, Yeah, let's let's go back to Nashville. So like everyone mistakenly thinks you know nashville is just this country town and and that's all there is to it and there's a bunch of great songwriters there and you know that is a huge part of the tradition but i will say like there's a reason they call it music city like there's music of all 
forms here. And you'd be amazed how many young people in this town like aspire to be more like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift than they do Carrie Underwoods these days. So I think mm. that's why this pop, like this l- underground pop scene is becoming way less underground now. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of pop music in Nashville and there's also a lot of this indie pop, alt pop, uh, indie rock kind of thing. Uh, going on too. I mean, I, I think you said it to us in, in an email before. You're really into coin and stuff. Like coin comes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, moon taxi, moon taxi, Judah and the Lion. Like so, there's this indie pop rock kind of uh, scene that's kind of emerged from Nashville as well. I mean, but th- like, there's also been a long history with you know pop and rock acts. You know, I mean, Paramore got their start here. Kings of Leon, Kings of Leon, uh, Black Keys now live out of here. Uh, Katy Perry was making her first uh, career moves down in Nashville, as well as Kesha. Uh, you know, One Republic had a lot of their early beginnings uh, happening in this town with certain rights that they were doing. So, I mean, like, in in a way, it's like, I don't know, it's always been there. It's just finally, like, the, the, the cover is being, yeah. like, lifted, and you can really yeah. see what's going on. And, and it's really exciting to see where this new wave of music, I mean, like we've got everything going on from like singer songwriter, kind of like Ed Sheeran-y kind of things to like straight up like post Malone, Kid Leroy, Juice World kind of trap stuff going on in this town and everything in between. Um, so like country music is much alive, pop music is much alive, rock, indie, even there's even a, like a growing hip hop scene in this it, town. It's very much a matter of... All right, well, it's not either or, it's and, you know, yeah. it's all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. So that, very, that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. heck, there's even like a, a kind of an underground metal scene in this town. Oh, absolutely. Like one, one of, one of, uh, one of the reps at, um, CSAC, like is a huge metal head and like, he's like promoting this like metal scene in town and like they have this big like kiss tribute show every year and a bunch of other cool things it's like so it's like there's this literally music for everyone, everyone in this town, in this town. <laughs> yeah and we've got friends that are folk artists we've got friends that are hip-hop artists we've got friends that are aspiring djs you know producers um singer songwriters like we, and there's like uh, there's a lot of jazz musicians in this town too so it's like it's like crazy so definitely like a good time like uh, if, if you like music, no matter what kind, you're going to find it down here. It's it don't uh, like I try to tell people, like, don't think you're just walking into, you know, country music city. You know, Nashville's mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a huge misconception for people who don't really pay attention to the music scene in general. Is that like, oh, it's like, you know, Dolly Parton and, you know, all of this like Jason Aldean and stuff. So, like, I'm glad mm-hmm. that you guys were able to explain that very well of like, it's not a one stop shop. It's um uh stop and i don't know stop and go everywhere (laughs) um but i mean kind of to wrap like COVID into that is there anywhere you guys are like dying to play in the city let alone the country that you are just like waiting and itching to go to it's kind of a scary time honestly for that because we're seeing some like really cool venues like come into question on whether they're still going to exist or not um fortunately I think we got confirmation that one of our 
like prized yeah. rock venues in town exit in is still going to keep its doors open but there was a lot of speculation and question about that recently it's like We've we've got so much development coming into this town right now. Like Nashville is one of the largest growing cities in the U.S., and so we've got all sorts of developers coming in, wanting to make high rises and mm-hmm. and hotels and and restaurants and and uh, you know apartment complexes. And so it's kind of encroaching on some of our historic places, especially because you know business has been terrible because these places can't have their doors open in this pandemic. So luckily, we've got some people. Um, in this community with a lot of money that care a lot about our traditions and they're going to help keep some of these venues alive. But, you know, I'd love to go back and play Exit In again. I'd love to play it Analog. Um, we've had some lounge. really good, yeah, we've had some great shows at I'd the High Watt and Mercy Lounge. Did the end? That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite. The end is kind of like the our our like CD venue that looks like kind of like a rock metal venue, uh, and okay. it's got like these nice like old school velvet red curtains on the side. <laughs> red curtains. The it's it's one of those places you walk in and it's like, well, if they have wallpaper or the walls are painted anything, I have no idea because there are so many band stickers. Yeah. Around it, you know, and and you yeah. and you're just like. Uh, you're not really sure if you want to use the restroom, but the beer is cheap as hell. You know, it's like it's it's a vibe. It's a good, yeah. good time. It's loud as hell in there. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Those are my favorite type. There's one here in Baltimore called Auto Bar, and I had oh, never been. Yeah. yeah. And um, I saw All Time Low there uh, nice. right right before the world shut down. And um, it was my first time seeing a show there. And I think I smelled like 1990 in there. Like that, that's what it was. <laughs> like I could touch and I would like be taken back to like 20 years before now because it was just so there was so yeah. much character. And I think those are the best. And, you know, hopefully all of them are able to somehow come out of this either unscathed or, you know, still pushing. And I the music scene is so important in so many cities, let alone Nashville. But uh, let's kind of. Every every town has theirs. Yeah, and hopefully, still, you know, I mean, like so many. That's the saddest part about this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So I want to kind of get into TikTok because that in the last month, a couple months or so, for you guys has been insane um i kind of wrote down some numbers if that if i can share numbers if that doesn't freak you guys out or make you go into an existential crisis um so (laughs) there were two really big ones that um kind of popped off for the process of like we wrote a song about like you hear like being single and like kind of embracing that um one of them has 2.3 million views and the other has 1.8 million Mm -hmm. how what is your reaction to that alone it's crazy it's it's wild um it's it's so such a surreal kind of feeling to be going through it um but you know at the same time we've been living in this town for six seven years eight nine for damien i think um and I don't know. It's, it's, it's wild because there's, you know, there's always going to be some kind of new, new fad going on. And, and right now that's, that's this little app on your phone called TikTok. Um, and we're, we're happy to be a part of like, Oh, cool. We've, we've caught a little bit of lightning on it. Um, yeah. And yeah. Happy for it, you know? Um, 
and we'd we'd done a pretty you know had a handful of videos before then and they were all right you know yeah. but yeah. just i don't know the way it kind of felt like like everything was leading up to this moment though in a way because mm-hmm. i mean like we've been putting in years into this project and like had our ups and downs like a lot of ups and downs and like right at the time we decided to make this video it was very much on a whim we were both going through some very personal drama together and we were just kind of like depressed honestly and i was just like we just gotta pick ourselves up we gotta we just gotta keep going we gotta like we gotta we just gotta do something and just yeah damien came up you know on he came on a tuesday and was like Hey, let's just go out in the backyard. Let's just sing a song. Oh, what should we do? Oh, we wrote that song. Here's to be in single a couple months ago. Let's do that one. And then we yeah, posted that one night. Song. <laughs> we just posted yeah. it, like, and, and you know, like, insane. Like, it just yeah. like took off instantly. It was like, it was honestly like, it was something that we really needed at the moment because it, it was just like, it just felt like there was like not a lot of light in our lives at, at the moment that we were going through that, and to see that something that we created just in hopes to put maybe a smile on one or two faces in the room ended up lighting up over a million is just unbelievable. And then the, like the cascade of, of that, like I, I was, I was remembering at the time I was like, well, this is probably the only video that's going to do this well. And like at the time it had like a million <laughs> yeah. views. And then I was like, well, let's just see what we got. So we did a follow up video where we're like, all right, we're going to go produce it. And, and that like got like, I don't know, like 500,000 streams pretty quickly and herb streams uh, <laughs> views. And I was like, wow, that was good. And we did a couple. And then like, then the announcement video was just mm-hmm. like, oh shoot, like this is real. Like, and, and that was crazy how that one blew up even more than the actual, the actual video of us playing the song, which told me as like, I was like, Charlie, like people are, are going to listen to this song when it comes out. It was wild. The, the, the day that it was released, I, it was, you know, it, it comes for us. It comes out at 11 PM the night before, because mm-hmm. you know, it's midnight East coast time, America, 11 PM central. And I'd come home from work at probably 11.45 or 11.46. Um, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> and Damien, he asked me and, you know, I, I, I was able, I was like, oh my gosh, it's live. And I listened to it on the drive home. And Damien asked me, he goes, hey, you know what song's been out for 46 minutes? I'm like, hmm, I don't know what. And he goes, look at how many views it has. And it, and it had the, the most listens we'd ever gotten before which was at that time it was like a thousand and twenty listens within 40 46 minutes and of it being live and like oh wow this is really cool yeah i was like i was like we broke my goal of 10 (laughs) already so i I mean i I remember on previous songs that we released we were just like would hustle to try to just spread the word and would hope that we could get over a thousand listens on the first day and like the fact that we broke 18k in one day was just like it was just like jaw dropping honestly yeah absolutely and the way that 
Sorry, go ahead. I said we're so fortunate for it. Oh, I I mean, so I like to tell everybody who I have on the show how I found them. And generally, you know, it's normally word of word of ear, whatever year, stuff like that. Um, but I found you guys on TikTok and it was that video. Um, and then I went into a wormhole of like listening to everything you guys had already done, um, because that's that's just how I take in music is like if I like one song, I'm going to listen to everything and just kind of like get a feel. Um, and <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it, just, you know, just just yeah. just the crazy things i do um and <laughs> good i'm glad um but like you guys write like real like like i don't i don't know how else to describe it is like it's real like i i wrote down which song it is i'm gonna forget because i have the memory of a goldfish um okay yeah so all i know is, is like that song i listened to it and i was like get out of my head like like scarily get out of my head because that was the and then i'm like digging through like more of your guys' stuff and then enough on the piano version is like wow and like i don't have any other words other than wow because i think it's so incredible and it's so good and i mean the regular version is great but i like really resonate with the piano version Mm -hmm. um and a lot of musicians are kind of on the edge of like do i join tiktok do i you know kind of bypass that and just go my own route and like the way that you guys have embraced it and like really grown from there is just kind of amazing and like were you guys hesitant at first when you started like getting oh, on there we yeah we, um there was <laughs> been lots of pushback on that for a while and I, I think it just came down to a point where it's just like i think there's like especially if you grow up in a rock tradition i think there's a lot of ego that comes with that that like I still find myself like trying to get over year after year. Like I remember when I used to be like, no, I don't want to write songs with other people. That's lame. Everything needs to come from my brain. And I'd like, remember that huge meme that was all going around like baby by Justin Bieber written by eight people, both me and Rhapsody, one man, and like that kind of stuff. And, and you know, like, and you, you, you kind of get like this nostalgia for like, no, you just go on tour, you know, play a bunch of awesome shows, and then someone discovers you for being talented, not for being some social media influencer, you know? But, like, it's, like, the game's changing all the time, you know? Like, people don't just play shows in a bar in the 70s anymore, and some dude from a label's like, I think you guys have potential. I'm going to sign you. And then there's, like, years of development. You find out that you're actually not that good at the bass guitar and you have to like spend hours and hours in the studio and then finally they like debut you to the world and you're like REO Speedwagon or something. It's like, now it's like, you know, people, you know, it's, and it's like, I don't know, it's kind of dumb when I think about it of like why we were so hesitant. I mean, like, you know, it was like before TikTok, it was Vine. Like people were literally getting deals through Vine. People were getting deals through YouTube. People were getting deals through MySpace. It's like, I think the easy thing to do when you're musicians is have ego that tells you you don't want to conform to anything and you want to stay true to the art, man. But like, you know, the music industry is an industry and industry implies business. And if you you lose sight of the fact that you are creating a product to share with listeners worldwide, then you're missing the point. I mean, so many people, uh, will never break that next stage because they can't see that. And I think we love to kind of praise and chase after the outliers that like accidentally blow up. Like we romanticize that. Like I'm, 
I, I remember in college, like someone was always telling me, like, no, we don't want to try too hard on social media. It's got to be like Wolfpack. They just posted a video on YouTube randomly one day and it blew up. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what happened to us. But like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that went into it before that, you know? Right. So I guess, you know, big picture, like TikTok is definitely worth uh, diving into if you want to have a music career because you know not gonna lie like everyone from publishing to labels to managers like that's where they're scouting for talent right now because there's just no live shows today at least yeah I mean know. hopefully hope, who yeah. knows where it'll be in and yeah who knows where it'll be next you gotta, you gotta learn to adapt you know yeah. I mean it's like crazy to think about like what things used to be like mainstream and necessary and like just 10 years ago and aren't like I, I guarantee that none, none of the three of us use Facebook the way we used to. You know, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Holden is bored. I was going to say, like, Ali Crump is doing an interview right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you guys f- fully independent right now? Yes. yes. Wow. How is, how is that? Because, I mean, alone, like, assuming and I don't really know how it works like as a band I know like if an influencer gets big on uh, you know TikTok they get like emails from all these companies like have you guys had to deal with that and has it been kind of hard um, you guys ha- do have day jobs if I'm not mistaken right yeah. yes how has that been kind of <laughs> managing uh, that having day jobs is humbling it reminds us that we are still regular people <laughs> um, <laughs> even though it'd be rad to stop doing the day jobs so we could do music all the time and uh, yeah it is hard it's honestly it's it's hard because it's like you're tackling, uh, you know, just trying to make badass songs in the first place and record them right. Then you badass. Gotta, you well, you trying. Um, <laughs> badass. Um, then you 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 got to figure out how to package it so it looks cool. So your art, your photo shoots, your aesthetic, mm-hmm. music videos, how your social how media looks. Seen by people. Right. So then your marketing, you're like, how are we pushing it? Like, is it through TikTok? Is it through like Instagram stories? Is it through like advertisements are we reaching out to playlisters to put our songs on their youtube channel or on their spotify playlist and then like at the same time yeah we get emails and like it's hard to keep up with that stuff and you know um it's hard to navigate like who's who's there to try to get like a quick buck out of you or who you know genuinely cares about what you're doing or like if you know an opportunity is even worth time and I, i i guess it's just like no, it's not easy. It's the short answer. To <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's, it's what we do. You know, we've been kind of independent for the past year and a half, two years now. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of managers over time, but we kind of discovered that, you know, like this project works best for now as us just running it, you know. Yeah. And we've, you know, we've got people, friends in the industry who help us out so much. You know, we, we absolutely cannot do this just yeah we're not we're not solely. alone alone yeah. but but we we don't have anyone like directly involved that's like uh officially a piece of this project so like do you guys want to play a quick game where i force you to make quick picks on random songs charlie's that. gonna be really good at this game <laughs> I so i already picked mine <laughs> I already picked mine because I have the worst um, indecisiveness. So if That's I had to do it alone, <laughs> so yeah. we're going to put you guys on pressure. Um, so the first one <laughs> is you're at a bus stop in the pouring rain. And what song is playing? I picked Pluto Projector by Rex Orange County. 
Because you had a bad day. <laughs> Incredible. Is it so, so weird? I was honestly thinking of that, and I was like, no, that's too obvious. Well, no, no, first, you just think. First, think, first, just first one. I just, I, okay, the first one I was thinking. You began to wonder why you came. Where did I go wrong? I lost a friend. It's like... Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I can if you want. That's okay. <laughs> just like the quintessential, like, early 2000s, like, sad movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, kind the of. rain puddle flashes at you. Because there's this no the Charlie, Charlie Brown walk away sad song. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then, okay, so the second one is you guys are at a roller skating rink. You're doing great. You got great balance. And then some crazy kid just knocks you off your feet. What song is playing? And I came up with the real Slim Shady. <laughs> Because that just feels like a roller skating rink song. Um, Two times spin around that track. <laughs> Never gonna have been like that because I ain't no hollaback girl. It's high between that and um, Fergalicious. Yeah. Fergal- okay. That's definitely a roller skate. Like, Let's groove tonight. Oh, there we go. <laughs> like a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But then they they push you off. Someone someone comes up and knocks you over. So then it gets into like I go into like boom line, boom line, boom like Diamond Eyes by Shine Down. I just like honestly I have so much nostalgia for like the skating rink. So like the things that I think about are like crazy. That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh. I so like it. Not like no, like I went to like the kids' skating rink. So they never So did I, yeah. City. Yeah, not like the classic like seventies like disco skating like stuff. Like Chris Brown but, wall to wall was a big one. Every I skate like, night they played that. Stuff. Like I'd be like roller skating to like crazy frog. You just like opened up a memory in my head that I like have put behind me for so right, right. long. And, and then there's like uh you know like and like I'm like Ponder Replay by Rihanna yeah. and, and and stuff Absolutely. like that. Like, a lot of that was like kind of music. It was like that early 2000s pop slash like techno. Like yeah. I just remember. I also remember roller skating a lot too. I'm blue, da da da. Like yeah. Every time we touch my cascada. Yeah. Oh, every time we touch. And then just like going as fast as you can. That song goes hard, honestly. That song it really does. Of Dance Dance Revolution. DDR Max. Yeah. And oh man. Just the whole playlist. Like, they had sure. like oh. Hall of the Pumpkin King, like uh, like techno remakes, like Pumpkin King, Hall of the Mountain, or Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah, I don't like literally. I think we need to make a playlist that's just all like early two thousands roller skating nostalgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have one more. You're on the way home from a date with the person and it went terribly what song are you playing i play i picked typical story by hobo johnson that's a good song it's a, it's a great like song. song big fan of hobo my, my first one was how do you like me now, <laughs> now that I'm on my way. it all comes back you love me but i always dreamed about <laughs> So, in your radio. Can I ask a question? How do you like me? <laughs> can I ask a question? When I yeah. 
<laughs> I just wanted to hear how do you like me now, just like full throat, but like, ask your uh, question. <laughs> I got to know before I answer this question, is it like, uh, oh, this is awkward. I turned on the radio and this is what was playing or I had to pick this song mm. to cut all the silence. You had to pick the song to cut the silence because okay. it went so terribly. Oh, shit. That changes <laughs> things. If I had to pick it, mine probably would have been Into the Mystic by Van Morrison because that's my go-to oh, I'm feeling anxious and worked up. I need to listen to a song to calm me down. That's, that's my go-to for that. <laughs> Man, I, that's so weird. I probably would have just hit shuffle because mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, the universe turn something on. Something. Like, <laughs> like, please just make the silence yeah. end. Um, ah, shoot. I guess do shuffle and whatever hat light, like do it right yeah. now. Let the universe pick. Let the universe <laughs> pick. Let the universe song. pick. Like song. It's gonna, gonna be here's to being out. single. No, it's not gonna be here's to being single. That, that would be really awkward. I'm I'm not that funny. I'm not that funny that I would like go on a really bad date and then play that song. But but here's to being single. <laughs> but 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 that would be hilarious. So if it, that's our new recommendation for anyone oh, who's listening today, oh, um, uh, if anyone um, if anyone is uh, going on a bad date and you have to drive them home. Try playing Here's to Being Single. Maybe you Or just like don't drive car. in the same car. That could also help. But I mean, that'd be for, the, for this scenario. <laughs> I mean, this this is already uh, a scary scenario. So uh, all right, we're gonna hit shuffle. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> the universe. The universe is like, no, this is gonna work out. You're in a place in your <laughs> I feel like this would come on the radio and I'd be like uh, but it'd be like really weird if like you hit like the next channel you just gotta act like it's cool and it's just yeah. like oh no we're gonna play this really sensual sexy song yeah. <laughs> like that would happen honestly <laughs> well thanks for playing along um, I love to do this because I feel like everybody has like such varying like music taste so like hearing the first song that comes to people's head is really funny to me <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have one final question for you guys. It's kind of a larger question. Um, so musicians have the ability and the platform to leave marks on the world. Is there anything in particular, smaller or larger, that you guys want to do to leave your mark as a band? Uh, honestly, like, oh, I've, I've honestly been, like, talking about this for a long time. But, like, once we have the right platform, I'd really like to um, do some more active work and providing changes to communities. So, like one thing I'd really like to do at some point is like create some kind of like fund or like do some sort of, uh, benefit concerts to help, um, develop, uh, music programs in, uh, certain cities that just lack the funding for that because I feel like music changes lives and, uh, really just like allowing young people to have that creative outlet. Um, I don't know. I just think about how much that helped me like, still be alive to this moment today and i'd love to make sure that other people had that opportunity and that community um that's that's a big important thing to me Uh, also like i'd really like to get involved mental health awareness and um and just helping uh individuals that are kind of like from displaced places or come from abusive situations and so like honestly like at, at, at a certain point when things like get to where I want them to be, I'd love to get more actively involved with that yeah. personally. Yeah. For me, I just, I think of, uh, 
I learned from Mother Teresa to try to, every person I meet, I want them to walk away feeling better, having a better life. Um, and, you know, it might be a little egotistical for me to, you know, be thinking, oh, I can, I want to make every person's life better. But I, I do, I, I want to leave people feeling, oh, okay, yeah, you know, after, after we talked, I, I feel a little happier, I feel a little better. And, you know, the, the platform of music, if someone hears a song that I put out there and they say, oh, that, that made me, you know, dance a little bit, I tap my foot, cool, you know, I like that. If, if it's, you know, we put out a song where we're, sing, you know, talking about like, okay, I'm getting my breakup out there, this, this is me, you know, I said those words, yep, and someone goes, oh, wow someone else went through that same thing that I did, I feel a little better. I feel a little more understood. Um, so anytime that that happens in the world, I, I, I get, you know, get joy, I get contentment out of it. I don't think there's a real way to track that. And, you know, but, but that's, that's the goal for me. Yeah. absolutely talk about a mic drop um that's awesome and thank you guys so much for coming on today um hopefully this was an all-access pass to your new favorite artist damien charlie all stars thank you of course thank you so much